time to try and be serious, Al. Well, if, when you say it like that, I think we're doing it. Yeah, I uh, you broke right at the end. You broke character. All right, I'll, on, I'll do it again. It's time you to try. And, it's time to try and be serious, Al. We're being serious right now. Yeah. All right. Heavy. Deadly serious. All right. So uh, let's uh, let let me start this way. I've been getting more and more feedback on the show, which is great. And some of the feedback has been. Uh, that people don't always know what side of something one of us or the other is on. Perfect. That's kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. the way we want it. It's not like you can get a sense sometimes on what something is, but the idea is to not pick a side all the time and maybe have a hint of it at times. But um, And even if you do pick a side, understand another side of something. So you can keep that stuff coming at us at Al Jackson IG on Instagram, at Alan Frank on all the various forms of social media, Frank at AlanFrank.com, Al at AlanFrank.com, and uh, what else am I saying? Uh, at Frank Caliendo on Twitter and, uh, and across uh, other social media, but also on Reddit, r slash try to be serious. Um, so yeah, that whole side thing is really interesting because if you think about it, the if if you think about like the idea of having a side and and obviously the natural human inclination with that is wanting to win whenever in the rare instances where your side does win and you guys are now in control the first thing that happens is that faction that won will then split if you think about like the walking dead there's a there's a, a side of people that want to kind of remain human beings uh, they all they all are on the side of surviving, but once the people that survived survived, there was a side that wanted to become like kind of like crazy people, and the side that wanted to become say human beings, still bury the dead, still have some kinds of traditions. So like when you when you look at anything, whenever you think that your side won, we're the human beings that survived. There's always going to be a split in that faction as well. So there's no side because no matter what side wins, you're going to have problems with the side that wins. You're going to have problems with people that are on your team, air quotes. So what that's I love, part of life. What I love too is that um, whenever a lot of uh, super high level intelligent programs would use or podcasts would use fact based um uh, evidence based on regular human life in the course of history. We use television shows to show our <laughs> examples. And I tried my hardest to use the biggest words possible and it. I failed fairly miserably, but um, that's because we won and we're, we're, we're fractioning off or factioning off. Exactly. Or, and or you know what, Frank, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your Apple watch right now. Just got mine. I'm in love. Yeah. I dig it. You wanted to you wanted to to have us share workout stuff and everything. I was like, no, thank you. That's I, I've I've done that before, and it's so annoying when people because I'll 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 go for a jog early in the morning, and people be like, by eight o'clock in the morning, I've got five hundred uh, activity level points, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like moving that's all and then, <laughs> and then somebody would be like, what are you doing? How come you're not your normal five hundred? No, I just. That's that. That's the privacy we talked about last week. I, I just, I don't. I like to work out for me. If I needed the extra motivation, maybe. But I, I'm fairly decent at motivating myself. Um. So, are you a person that needs motivation? No, not really. And I never thought about how invasive that was until you just said it. There's literally something on your wrist that lets a man 
and Denver know how many steps you've taken that day. If I allowed, pretty, if I allowed that, it, I'm not invasive. allowing it. No, not, I, I, <laughs> no interest, no interest. That's fair. And that's how many fair. people? It's funny how many people will see either the Apple Watch or ask me if I have an Apple Watch or some type of uh, recording device, whatever it would be on your wrist or whatever to. Uh, to, to compare the days, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, it can be a game, but when you want to share, you want to share. So I sent you a picture of my Apple Watch, which apparently is now <laughs> old school compared to the level of technology that there is. Yeah, by the way, let everybody know that Apple Watch is code for something else. What is that? I don't know what that code is. What? No, when you said I sent you a picture of my Apple Watch. Oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I, it was I, a it was a it was a dick joke, but it's so early on a Sunday morning. Let's be honest with our with our listeners. No, so. I just didn't want to hear it. I just didn't want to be okay. a part of it. No, okay. I didn't. Okay. I missed it. I missed it. Down. I missed it, and I'm sad that I <laughs> delved into it. This should have been one of those times where I didn't like I pretended to know what you were talking about, uh, and then just moved on. But I I couldn't do that. I was too curious, and I've. Learn my lesson. So here's something you did send me a picture of. Uh, your son, who's a, yes, brother. A, 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 a young adult at this point, I guess. And oh. uh, you you were very excited. You um, you filled the screen with emojis. Um, and I was for a second there, I was wondering if emojis was plural or if it was just emoji like deer, but it is emojis, correct? <laughs> That's um, correct. So... You, it was fifth grade graduation, and my reaction was, is he the first one in your family to make it that far? <laughs> because I've had this talk with a bunch of people. My wife can't stand all the different graduations. She thinks it's crazy, as do I. My friend John Holmberg, our friend now, who was on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago, goes into this whole, yeah, whole, whole thing about um, how you are legally mandated to go to sixth grade so fifth grade isn't that <laughs> big of a do you was it a huge deal in your house um were you really excited about this i just our my kids were like I, I don't care and here in arizona i was trying to think they go in the schools like there was a they, they call it eighth grade promotion here they they didn't they felt so weak about it that they didn't want to call it graduation. They just call it promotion. Um, they didn't want to water down the word graduation. Yeah. Or or it was like, you, you're you not going to get any extra money, but you're going to have more duties. Um, that kind of promotion. Uh, so I, what, I'm trying to think. So my kids go six, seven, eight in middle school. So I guess they would have, quote, unquote, graduated in fifth. Maybe they did, and I just didn't pay attention to it. But was it a big deal at your house? It was a bigger deal than I thought it would be. They actually call it culmination because I think they're just they're on the same page where they don't want to call it graduation. Then don't um, you can't see, but that whole thing you brought up the right point. It's like, well, we're, we, it's not really this, but let's have something. And then you uh, did you have but that? That's I what it is, Frank. It's like let's have something. It's honestly, you know, to prep for me, you for future graduations when it's the real thing. I think I think it's really more for the parents. Honestly, I think the kids could care less. Uh, you know, I think you don't the, think you don't think like it's like a Hallmark uh, thing, like where they create holidays just to have cards. This is like created by, um, you know, t 15 years ago or something before 
cell phone cameras were that prevalent <laughs> and all the photographers said, let's, let's get this together and we're going to have a culmination promotion day. I, I honestly think, I, I really think everything is for the parents. I think prom is a lot for the parents. I think high school graduation, I think all that stuff is for the people that birthed you and raised you and, and <laughs> dealt, dealt really with is, you, <laughs> dealt with you, took you to school, wiped your snotty nose, uh, held the bucket when you had the stomach flu, all that, all that stuff. And, you know, for me, the reason I think it was for the parents is not only was I emotional watching my son graduate, but just watching these kids that he's grown up with because you, you know, he started, he's been at the school since the first grade. So I've been talking to these kids, parents and watching their kids grow up right along with my son. And yeah. so I think kind of realizing that this day had come, these kids are going to go to all different middle schools and just, there's kind of like a finality to it. And it's, it's a moment in time. It's a timestamp where you can say that things will never be the same after today. And that's a good thing, but it is a thing. And it, yeah, I'm not it against it. Emotional. I'm not, I'm not like against it. Like it's the worst thing I've ever heard. I just feel like it's Second kind of sick. Now, did you cry during fifth grade graduation? Frank, I was a mess. Really? I was a mess. Oh, my God. Yes. They, uh, you know, just, you know, just seeing how much of, a, you know, my son had a nice suit on and looking at the kids next to him that I had seen grow up. And he, they just looked, they didn't look like kids anymore. They look like wait. Really they're going into sixth grade. Relax. They're going into sixth grade, Al. <laughs> but they're bigger than they were when they started. They were I know. I know. I kids. You know. I I say this, and I I did not tear up. And I've been since having kids. I've just become a big puddle of mud. Just it is amazing how having children will change you from thinking you're invincible and not caring if you die to like I need to see this through and make sure these kids get there. Um, yes, there's a biological response, 100%. Yes. Yes. Um, but I, I remember we won a, this uh, little flag football league. We won the, the, the championship. And I, I remember I was the coach, and I was handing out the trophies, and I was tearing up. This is like five years ago in this, in this little <laughs> league. And I'm like, I, I said to the, like, to, the, to, to the parents, I'm like, I can't believe I'm crying, but I'm just so happy for these kids. It was very exciting. But I... That's sweet, man. I, yeah, it was. It was. I felt like a goofball because it was almost a. It was rec league, one step up from rec league, and we made it. <laughs> uh, we, we had a really good team, and we beat the team with the six five kid who was only supposedly twelve years old. So it was like we were amazing. There, uh, Danny and, Almeida. Yeah, and my son had like a, a big deal to do with it. He played quarterback and and really did well. Oh, oh, he couldn't have cared less really that they won. He's like, eh, yeah, it's pretty cool, but I'm all excited for these kids. So you did, um, you did fall to pieces. You, you, you teared up. I, it was emotional. I, or just I, full on tears. I've, I've cried more between the talk show daily blast live and my kids. I've cried more in the last two years than in the, the 39 years leading up to it. Easily. Like, I'm not a tough guy, but I think, you know, we're both Midwestern guys. Like, I just don't I, do, I don't express emotion like that. I mean, at my dad's funeral, I don't think I cried. I, I just, it's, it's just not a thing that I do. And now all of a sudden, you know, my son gets a plaque from his principal. 
and like I have to be consult like somebody's rubbing my back, you know, to try it's, and get me. back It's a into weird it. thing though. I just I don't know. They, like, what? If, let's go thirty years ago. Nobody cared if you graduated, you promoted, you consolidated. What was your term? Your uh, con coagulated? Oh, co culmination. You culminated your uh, <laughs> elementary school experience. It just seems so. <laughs> I, I don't know. There, I, I as a parent, I agree with you. It's pretty cool. I don't think the kids care that much. They just want to get out of there. They're probably happy that that counts as school time, that they don't have to be learning something. Which Wait, then again, but then, but then to John's point, if he says you're legally mandated, you're legally mandated to get a high school diploma, are you not? So then, why do we celebrate graduation? Well, at a certain graduation. age, I don't think you have to go to high school anymore, right? At a certain age, it's the age that you are. So at oh. at the, at the age of uh, if you were 18 years old and you're still in fifth grade, you don't have to go to sixth grade. It's you're you're done. But you should because you're going to dominate. Well, yeah, I mean you're going to. I don't know what they'll let you play in legally. Um, speaking of Danny Almonte, uh, for those of you <laughs> who don't know that reference that Al said earlier, he was on what Tom's River or one of the little league baseball teams. In Turns out he was 40. Uh, 45 years <laughs> old playing in the 12 and under little league world series. All right. So, uh, my, I, I got one other little thing I got, but that was pretty cool this week. I, this is, I did not tear up. I saw a, a little, um, a, a person that was very exciting to see, uh, Trying to figure out, I, I want to say a little person, and then I'm thinking, well, that's that's not really, it's not like Brad Williams or something, but a, uh, right. a small person uh, do something pretty cool. Kyler Murray, I got to meet Kyler Murray. Uh, really? Is he how big is he in real life? Taller. You're than, talking about the coach, the coach for the Arizona, the the coach, the new uh, the new the, number one draft pick, the number one draft pick. Arizona. I went over right. to the Cardinals uh, training facility this week and got to watch some of them, did a little bit of uh, – well, I, I can even get into that for a second. But Ky Kyler's yeah, – kind of cool. Maybe you might want to mention that on the podcast. Yeah, he's 5'10". He's, he's – he's, I mean, I'm 5'6". Joey's 5'9". My son and Kyler's a little taller than Joey. So jo my son really wanted to meet him, I think, just to compare heights. So here's the goofy thing that happened. So I get, I have the chance to go over there and uh, they warn me that, you know, sometimes there's cameras and stuff like that. If, uh, if I want to do something, you can mic up. And uh, I was like, sure. Yeah, no problem whatsoever. I love the organizations always. They're, they're great to me. And then the, the guys come over from the group that wants to mic me up and start giving me ideas. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, and one of them was, uh, so we talked to the team because Coach uh, Kling, Kingsbury wanted um, uh, me to, Coach Cliff, we'll call him, it's easier, uh, wanted me to talk to the team. I'm like, sure. And then they started giving, they're like, okay, you go, you do some John Madden. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I'm not doing any John Madden because they want to put it on social media and stuff. I go, I of do course. John Madden. That gets out there, which is, it's going to be. And I'm going to get ripped for doing impressions that are 30 years old. No, thanks. It's and plus the players aren't going to care. They won't. They, half the guys have never seen John Madden. The, the average age is, right. you know, 23, 24 years old. He's been out of the, the line. So I'm like, 
no thanks. And then they're like, well, what, what else can you do? I was like, really? Well, that's, uh, that's nice. So then it was, you know, it's a young guy just trying to do his job. I'm like, well, I could do some Gruden. He's like, yeah, I don't like, you know, I'm like, I know, but Cliff, coach Cliff wants me to do Gruden. That's what's going to work and break the ice. They're going to love that because he was doing quarterback camp while they were all in college and some of them playing. They know this guy's an opposing coach. He's like, well, I'm like, Okay, then the whole thing is off. I also wanted to stand on a box or have Kyler Murray stand on a box and be way taller than me and then pan up like like I was talking to Kyler. And then I go, here's something really funny. You stand Kyler on a box. And then immediately the guy stopped listening to me and because he didn't really know what I was saying, what the joke was. The joke was going to be that Kyler was way taller than me. Um, right. And I'm like, you don't have to, like, here's the thing. You don't have to air anything. You don't have to put anything out. You're recording it. You have the mic. I'm like, they're like, but how about you do, I'm like, no, this is over. And I'm, I'm going to, uh, and I was almost going to not talk to the team, but then I realized that coach Cliff really wanted me to do it. So I did talk to the team and, uh, it went pretty well at the very beginning. I did some Gruden. It broke the ice. Some, I did some Stephen A. Smith blew the roof off the joint. I did Schefter that they went crazy for Adam Schefter, the NFL insider, which I thought was yeah. really funny. Um, Wait, can the, I hear a little Schefter? Akrime sources. At this particular time, it appears <laughs> that there's a distinct possibility that sometime in the future, maybe not this future, but in an alternative universe, there's a chance that this may possibly uh, happen during high school uh, uh, mini camp promotion. So, um, <laughs> so. So I get I get done and uh, but, but but I I didn't even tell you the whole story. So leading up to this was pretty interesting too because we're walking over to watch the quarterbacks at the beginning of um. So I'm going to jump back here, which I should have told this in in order, but I I forgot how cool this actually was. All this stuff. So we get there, we're hanging out for a little bit. Uh, we're we're watching everybody, and I know a couple of the guys on the team. Not like incredibly well, like I hang out, but like if people some of the guys saw me, they'd be like, Frank, what's going on? And uh, so I'm walking over with my son and the GM, Steve Kime, over to the quarterbacks. And all of a sudden something, I can't move my legs. Somebody, my legs have been wrapped up and now I'm tackled. And I, I look over to what's happened and Larry Fitzgerald has tackled me with a shoestring <laughs> tackle. And he's like, Frank, you're almost as tall as your 12-year-old son now? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? And then I just laid there for like three or four seconds on the ground because I'm thinking, this is pretty cool. I've just been tackled by Larry Fitzgerald, the Hall of Famer. He's done this to Kurt Warner. So now Kurt Warner and I are in the same conversation for more than just uh, being great quarterbacks in the NFL right. and working our way from grocery store baggers to uh, the Hall of Fame. But um, so that so so I have this relationship with Larry that's pretty cool. He's he's always nice to me, and um, to the point where he messes with me now. So th it's great that he will make fun of me and get me back. Uh, I the first joke I did as Gruden it, talking to the team was, "I'll tell you what, man, I wanted to draft every single one of you guys for my team, except for Larry Fitzgerald, because we came out of college at the same time, man." So uh, that that was pretty fun, and then. Um, so the, jumping back into talking to the team, I was basically done. I go to Coach Cliff because I didn't know what to say so much. I never know. I, I'd done that show for Clemson a few years ago, and I wouldn't call it a show. I would call it a 
uh, a disaster is what it was. Because my son, as we're walking, it, it, it's, I'm about to talk to the team. He's like, remember Clemson? I'm like, because he was there. I'm like, I won't. That was the most embarrassed <laughs> I've ever been. My son watching how terrible that went. Deshaun Wait, Watson. What happened at Clemson? I, I think I, th I thought I told you about this. I did. Clemson and Ohio State were here for the college football playoff years ago. And right. uh, I, I went up and did quote unquote comedy for the teams. It went okay. Uh, and uh, I did Ohio State second. That actually went okay because Urban Meyer was there and he left a meeting. Come see it. Da Dabo Sweeney did not come. He was at a meeting and uh theirs was mandatory and like guys didn't even take their headphones out i don't know if they were listening to stuff or not it was probably more interesting than me to them but it's like being their dad up there and i'm doing gruden and some other stuff and these are kids who grew up in the south watching college football they don't care so much about nfl or former nfl guys i did all i, I picked some bad stuff to even start with they like the morgan freeman kind of um a couple couple different voices but it was it just wasn't very good and i wasn't the right person i actually turned it down three or four times saying i don't know what i would say to these guys they're I, it's like going to a college to you know they're a college kids and yes. um i said uh i finally they kept raising the money and lowering the time so i did it and i will never do it again because i just feel out of place if parents are there and it's like kids and parents i feel like okay now i've got something going on but it was just a team and they're that young you know, an, an 18, 19 year old kid. I don't, you know, I, I don't, they don't even really know me that much. So um, that was the Clemson if you, story. If you had to do over again, were they, are there any impressions that you would have done? At the time, Anybody Lou Holtz. You? Lou Holtz, because he was just, a, he was the guy who, he was talking about <laughs> them on TV. So that, that was one I would have, that probably would have gotten them going because, right. Um, you know, I just, I went into it with a bad attitude too, like going, I just don't know what I'm going to, what I'm going to do. They, they would, they want Kevin Hart and they're going to get me. That's that, you know, that just, it would be the same feeling with a bunch of really old people. Like you go into that yes. room and you're like, what am I, I don't have any bingo humor. It's just, what, yes. what am I going to do there? So, do um, Columbo. Right. Yeah. So, excuse me, pardon me. This is way better than when I performed in front of Clemson. So, um, so I'm, I'm, I finish up to jump back in time or jump forward in time um, to that speaking to the team. Uh, I, I basically get done. So the podcast is like X Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just the story because I told it. Uh, to review, this is how this is the chrono the chronology of how it happened. We got to the uh, camp, uh, the mini uh, the the mini yeah mandatory mini camp. We got there, um, and then uh, uh, walking over to the quarterbacks. That's when Larry Fitzgerald tackles me. We watch the stuff for a while. Then the guy wants to mic me. I end up saying no. Then I talk to the team. All right. So if you have to go back and in, in the and listen to that that's where we're at so then i'm talking to the team i do the gruden i do the Stephen a smith i do the unab shifter i did a little jake laser was crazy um and then <laughs> i'm i'm basically done and larry fitzgerald yells out come on do some trump i was like what he's like do some trump i'm thinking ah this is not the right crowd to do a, a trump thing i don't want to you know I, my my trump is silly it's not but i just didn't want to I, I did not want to like People think I'm like Mr. Pro Trump something or something like that. And I, I, so I, I, he says, do some Trump. I'm like, really, Larry? He goes, yeah. I'm like, 
All right, so I start doing a tremendous amount of, and everybody goes crazy. <laughs> like they're laughing, <laughs> they're they're having like that's like that was the biggest thing. And the, there's no way the uh, the the guys would have wanted me to do that from the recording crew. And I didn't even think I was like, listen, there might be some uh, some guys who are uh, on the. Well, I'm trying to th think about the, the whole uh, national yeah, anthem thing. No, just no, no, the national anthem thing. And that, you know, that was also a lot of that sparked by Trump and all that stuff. I didn't want any kind of animosity there. That's not what I was looking for. It was just, but I would talk to Larry after. I can't believe the Trump went so well. He goes, everybody, you got to make fun of Donald Trump. It's easy. I was like, yeah, I know. But, you know, sometimes you just kind of, you pick where you're going to do certain things. You're like, eh, everybody, everybody knows where you're coming from, that kind of thing. So I was like, okay. So that was cool. So Larry coached me through to get the biggest laughs of the of the day. So life coach that's, Larry Fitzgerald. That's really cool. And that actually transitions me into my uh, first question for you, uh, because your name came up organically. On, I heard about uh, this. I heard about this. Actually, yes. people in Cleveland watching the Daily Blast live uh, were talking to my wife about it. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so um, you know, uh, Al, it came out this week that Alec Baldwin told Lauren Michaels over at Saturday Night Live uh, that he's kind of done playing Trump. I guess he's been doing it uh, since 2016, and he said it's just taken over his life, and, you know, he doesn't want to get typecast. And uh, what my friend was saying was also he's done some interviews saying, like, when you do Trump, I mean, just the vitriol, you know, people yell at you when you're walking down the street, hey, I hate you, and, you know, just craziness, because it, he is so polarizing. And so it, it came around, like, who should play Trump? The next Trump, is, should it be Daryl Hammond? Uh, you know, and, and, Who was and great I, at it, by the way. He was, like, the original Saturday Night Live guy doing Trump, and it was fantastic. Right, yeah, Daryl Hammond's amazing, and obviously – uh, no bias. I mean, I, I've been a firsthand witness to your Trump. I think there's nobody better doing a, uh, doing a better Trump than you right now, I, honestly. But I told everybody, and this is strictly my opinion, I ain't spoken with you, but I was like, Frank would hate this because Frank's a, a kind of easygoing, get-along guy. And when you start doing impressions of Trump on a national level, 50% of the population automatically hates you. And I thought that she would 100% hate that. So what do you think about that? Well, I Am think I right it, de wrong? it depends on the writing of it, of how somebody wrote something. Like, I'll do Trump all the time. Uh, I just pick the, the way I do. They get very political in the way they do it. So I would I actually turn certain things like that down. If I, if I could do my take on a big show like that, yeah, sure, I would, I would do it. But most of the time, they want to have it be a more pointed... Um, political statement that you're when the person is doing it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. The fact that I mean, the fact that Alec Baldwin has done it there, that's uh, that's pretty amazing because they used to use their cast members to do all their stuff, and now it's like they get right. guest star impressions, which I, I don't know. I I, it, I guess it's bigger, and that's where the world is today. But I I've always been a fan of you've got the cast, have the cast do that and let the cast members build to where they're at um you know build that build that audience and build that fanship um so i don't know would i what i do in that situation yeah the trump thing probably i'm a whore i uh i don't know it's, wrong with porn yeah i mean for me it's you get out there and just then you can always give the rest of your message later um if it got too 
too mean, I probably wouldn't want to do it. I mean, Alec Baldwin's is good, but he was just so angry seeming that I like it when you could tell that there's something about the person that the person doing the impression that, that, that you like. Let me say that so it actually makes sense. When a person does an impression, there's two ways to really do an impression that I think are, that make it good. You find the things you actually like about the person or you find the things you truly hate and that you make that emotional tie and that's where it becomes interesting. It doesn't mean you have to agree with the person. I think it's funny to watch Trump just be P.T. Barnum, to make everything incredibly huge, to make it amazing. Like, you know, this there was a speck of dust that just went by me, and it was a regular speck of dust until it passed in front of me, and that's between me and the camera, and now it's a, it's got a piece of both of us. That's incredible. It's like, <laughs> it's that, it's that thing and the way he talks and the way he can just keep blabbing stuff out uh, that is amazing to me. And I can separate that from anything that I might not like in terms of what he does or how he acts. Um, that's just who, how I do it. So when I, even back to Tony Danza, he would do that back when I was one of the first impressions I did. But the thing I saw is he would talk like that. Uh, until he went to the old school, uh, this is his acting level. Uh, when he, somebody from the old uh, neighborhood come back, he turned into super Italian. Tony, this is Rosine. Like, where did <laughs> yeah. that? You just became Super Mario. So <laughs> he really, it's a me, a Mario. So it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, you can find something you like about the person and just have fun with that, make the caricature of them. But it doesn't mean you actually like like the person. Uh, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, anybody you get the, the President Obama, which I've talked to you about before, talk slow at the beginning and speed up at the end. Those cadences that people have <laughs> just make you make you laugh. George Bush just getting uh, confused and me just having the way with the ladies. So it's you find that stuff and, and go with it. And um, and that's that's what makes it. But his was so filled with anger that I was like, and his take was, well, he is an angry person. I go, I don't know. I think he's he seems angry sometimes, but sometimes he seems so almost euphoric. I guess that you can't believe like Trump. If there's something Trump loves, I believe I believe he's very insecure, but also at the same time he really loves himself. It's like a lot of actors, right? Oh, there's yeah. actors out I'd there that are that, that are. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they have this crazy amount of overconfidence at the same time, incredibly insecure. And it's that duality that uh, makes them who they are in a lot of ways. And I think Trump has that kind of thing where you're going, ah, you know, I, that, that's a little scary to me. Um, but I see it in so many people include, I don't know. I, I have my own insecurities at times. But I, I try not to act on them and try and make other people feel bad because I'm insecure. And some people do that. And it's, uh, I just, I tend to close off. I think at, at the base of it, I think I'm actually more of an introvert. And I'm an extrovert because I can make money being an extrovert. <laughs> Yeah, but then you immediately revert back to your your factory settings as soon as you're off stage. Yeah, 100%. Uh, if I had an emoji for that. There, well, there is a 100 percent emoji. If you were, I know, like, I know, I, no, I know, I, I know, I've used, it. I just used it the other day for, uh, for I used it this morning actually, replying to somebody who was ex excited that I replied to them on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I, I had to look for, I had to have Juliet help me find the 100. Um, 
So let's get into it. We got into a bunch of anecdotal stories here, which is good because I, I think uh, fifth grade graduation and Kyler Murray are very interesting. The, the big things that we wanted to talk about this week include, and some of it actually meshes together. And I want you, I want you to start on this because I want to hear where you're coming from. Um, the use of the term owner in the NBA. And the NBA seems to want to get rid of, of that term owner because a majority of the players in the NBA players uh, are black uh, a, a, a more than, are there any black owners of basketball teams Michael Jordan is an owner. Michael in- Jordan. And wasn't uh, the guy that owned the Charlotte, was it, were they the Bobcats at the time? Robert Johnson. Remember him? Yeah. I'm not sure. He's a, uh, I think he was the first black billionaire. I don't know what we'll look. All right. It well, there's it, it's a it's it's one it's, or two yeah, <laughs> at the most. Yeah, and there's thirty teams, and so the uh, um the issue JT was is partial owner of the Brooklyn Nets, I believe. Okay. For a while. Yeah. So mainly ninety nine percent white owners of basketball teams, ninety nine percent black players, maybe not, but in that range. Uh, and people feel it's weird that people use the term owner in that situation. Al Jackson, go. Look, man, it, things are going to be uncomfortable until we confront them. Our past is beautiful. Our past is horrible. Our past is sketchy. Our past is uncomfortable. And our past is necessary for us to move forward. And part of our past is slavery. And it wasn't that long ago. I mean, you think about uh, my great-grandfather was a, a, a slave, and definitely the people that he knew uh, had roots and connections to slavery. It just wasn't that long ago. Um, so when when you bring up things, when somebody would go, well, well, who cares? Owner, they know that they're talking about a team, not the concept of people. The optics on that, still look and sound weird, especially when we've recently, uh, within recent memory with Donald Sterling, had owners that have been caught saying racial and racist things uh, off mic or on a hot mic somewhere. Um, so you are, uh, where, where do you stand on it? Because I think that's... Hold on, I, you're, you're, cut, say, oh, you're cutting out there. Hold, go ahead. Okay, well... Where I stand on it is this. If if there is an easier way, if there is a better term, if there is a more clear term, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with speaking plainly about things. But if there are players that say that they're uncomfortable with that term because of the dynamic, because of the and because of the relationship dynamic, if you can find I don't see Here's us what- using that term with any other business yeah the owner of our people would say the owner of our business the owner of our company that's that's what that kind of leads into my thought though i i think it's cringy which is a term i've learned in the last couple years from my kids making you cringe um i think it's cringy when somebody when a player says and i've heard this more in football my owner when somebody refers to my owner i do think that's weird that uh, that one when somebody says my owner, it feels, 
it, it, it's slavey. Yes, it yes. Feels like, thank you. You can say that without uh, being on TMZ. I don't know if I could. So, <laughs> uh, yes, it does. But if somebody says the owner of our team, that's very different. That's like everybody else because nobody does. To your point, nobody says in um, in their job if they work for, let's say, Microsoft uh, or my owner. Nobody says that. That's a weird thing in sports where people say my owner a lot. So I agree right. in that, in those terms, I think I, I, not in terms of getting rid of the term itself, the term owner, but just one of the things is don't say my owner or our owner. I think that helps. Right. And I think also, if you think about the word owner, we use it with more with property. Like Frank, you are a homeowner. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you. You don't. You would n never say that you. I I, I would say because uh, for people that don't know, Frank has a small uh, ASPCA going on in his home. You've had several animals. Uh, <laughs> what do you have? Four do four dogs. Five Eighty dogs. Eighty five dogs. <laughs> but you, uh, you you would say that you were a dog owner. Um, but you know, I think that's as far, I don't think you would ever, well, people even uh, want to get rid of that. There are people who want to get rid of the, you know, you know, you're a pet counselor or something like that. Yes. That you're a uh, big, big, uh, but I do think it's important to how the context and everything, I think it's weird to try and get rid of the saying, we're not going to use the term owner of a company. I think that's weird. I understand there's. So, but that's what if they if they are in fact that if they the person is the owner of the company then you're then you're sweeping things under the rug and it's like you're hiding again like it's to yeah. me it's like but to say the our owner or my owner yeah I think that's weird I've always cringed a little bit at that and gone ah yeah why why say that that's that's a that's a weird and I don't think people are doing it on purpose I think it's something that, that that's i don't know well i've had that same thought frank and the fact that you and i had that thought bef before we even ever talked about this it lets me know that other people have had that thought and because of that i feel like it there's probably enough people that say this is kind of weird you just don't it it i think anything where you can refer to people and property with the same term you should have to delineate between the two i think you should have to make it make a decision about which word that you're going to use. And I think we've decided I am a car owner. You are a homeowner. Uh, we are co-owners in this podcast, but we wouldn't say that we, um, if Toledo was like, yeah, Alan Frank are our own, uh, are my yeah, owners. You like, say no, that. That, but, stop. Uh, but, don't but ever I, say that again. But I, I don't think you get rid of the word owner. You use it in the correct context. If the person is an owner of a team and they've contracted a person to work for them and you don't own the person. You own uh, the business that the contract is associated with. So for me, if they're trying to get rid of the word owner and like not use it, it feels like almost book burning to me because it's a weird. Yeah. It's just you can't you can't you're you're hiding what something is. Somebody is a business owner and there are meetings for business owners. There's uh, people use the term business owner all the time, but they don't say worker owner. And that's where I that's where I think is the issue. And I, I've heard quite a bit of discussions about this. It's it seems, I mean, again, that term or saying that that phrasing, my owner, weird, don't like it at all. Um, to to 
and I, I and, and I like what you said about the book burning thing. It's like don't blame the word because we're using it wrong. Right. Think about the word oriental. Like that freaks people out. And they're like, oh, don't say that. Oriental refers to things, rugs, right? right. Uh, artwork. It's it's oriental. It's from the Orient. Mm -hmm. You just don't refer to people like that. Right. And once we figured out that that's not cool to refer to people like that. The word Oriental, when somebody goes, hey, I'm getting this brand new Oriental rug, you're not like, don't bite your tongue. You're like, cool, when's it coming? So <laughs> once we figure out how to use the words, it's fine. Well, it's, it's just you don't, it's you like, don't refer to people like it's that. It's like even the word gay used to mean happy, and then... Uh... Until the gays took it. <laughs> I, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at how you did that. Uh, you were the, will, you were own, you were the owner of that joke. <laughs> Frank, I we need to get our money together and buy a gay bar. Uh, there is a venue um, that's cat a corner to me at my apartment complex, and it, and it's been several things. It was just kind of like a dive bar for a little while. It's like a three story kind of situation, and you know, I used to stare at it and be like, if if I own that property, what would I turn it into? What how could I? You know, I just have these weird kind of business things, and it set. It finally closed officially maybe eight months ago. Smash cut to a month ago. No renovations, nothing changed. They unfurled a a rainbow flag. Frank, this place is packed like a carnival cruise ship every weekend. It is packed, packed, packed. And if you think about it, it makes sense because it's a it's a gay bar aimed at, it seems like it's aimed at bears uh, uh, because there's like a bear claw logo. And it, it it's like you're aiming at a group of people, men who drink usually per capita more than women. And they're guys that presumably have not been through a divorce, presumably don't have any kids. So they have a ton of, of, of extra income. What a business model. I mean, it makes so much sense. I'm surprised that they're not more gay bars. Yeah, I, my son sent me something this week. He, he, it was a political cartoon that was about how people were just putting rainbow flags on, not because they cared, but because it was a way to make money, though. Too. It's called so, rainbow washing. Is that really what it's called? It's really what it's called. It's it's almost you hear the same thing with it's called uh, greenwashing as well. It's like calling everything organic and natural. Uh, just to make money. I mean, it's capitalism, but it's to me, I, I don't know. You got to look for it, look at it for what it is. Don't think it's it's a a win in the side of progressing. It's uh, uh, you know more people more people finding ways to make money, and maybe some of it is uh, people progressing and and being more uh, understanding of all different types of people. Um, but I I'm I'm pretty cynical you know that so i i look at that stuff it's it is amazing that's why we're gonna be uh the rainbow version of alan frank try to be serious uh, i know can we get that as a background <laughs> that's, uh i think uh, yeah let's let's try it i'm all i'm, I'm pro everybody you know um, and, and just to that point i want to i want to get your opinion on this because the cynical side of frank says you know well you're just trying to make money but my question is does it matter if you have a business, let's say you have a car wash and you you're like you are, you're neutral on a lot of issues or you're pro uh, gay rights, whatever. If you put that flag out as a 
as an opportunity to just get more business. You're not trying to hit anybody over the head with your views, but you're like, hey, uh, I believe all people should get married. All people should have a chance to be happy in this world. And you put that, you take that flag from the gay bar that's across the street and you put it on your car wash. Even though you you may not be uh, put promoting uh, legislation or or donating to gay causes, aren't you doing a, a, a good thing for just gay rights in general just by having that flag on your business and just when people look over, they say, oh, yes, gay people deserve equal rights. Whether you care or not, are you doing a, a passively good thing? I don't know. I, 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 I maybe I feel weird about it. I feel if I if unless I'm out there being the person who uh, is actively um, being an activist, uh, which is what why you would be actively doing it. Uh, I feel like it's kind of lip service, but whatever. I mean, you're, you're allowed to do whatever you want. I mean, it's just for me personally, I can only judge on me personally. Like I would not put the, the rainbow on our podcast for real. I mean, not because I'm uh, just because that's not what we are. I, I think we, I'd be lying to people if that's what we were, if we were, I think we're, we're both pro gay, everything pro who people be yourselves, whoever you are. But I don't think that we're like fighting for gay rights constantly, which maybe maybe I just have the idea of it wrong. And I'm, well, we also donated $10,000 towards an anti-gay agenda. Um, hey, don't let people know. What, don't people know what you're doing? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you say that. So like, like, I know what you're doing there and people aren't going to take it as a joke. I know. <laughs> That's you're, yeah. they, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm also the guy who's going to be labeled as the <laughs> owner. All right, there we go. Frank Brutal. said he owns gays. That's going to be uh, that's that's going to be what's taken. No, I'm a gay head. bar owner. What? I didn't say that. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I want to get by back. By the way, Frank, I have I have my name for my gay bar. Do you want to hear it? Uh, Al Jackson Invitational. <laughs> no, it's called Two Bears One Cub. <laughs> that's pretty good yeah just google those syllables somewhere if you don't know what he's uh parodying there yes. I don't know you can, yeah that's that's very funny um and probably the promo for the month <laughs> yes. uh did you, you did that's just off the top of your head or you've had off that the in top, your i swear that's off the top of my head. that's hilarious um that's the most brilliantly ridiculous thing i've ever heard uh, especially on this show so all right, we were talking about the word owner in the NBA, and this this week, um, Mark Stevens, I believe, an investor, a um, in the Golden State Warriors, interacted jerkily, as if that's an adverb, uh, with one of the players on Kyle, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry on. Um, the Toronto Raptors. This was at Golden State, and this is a weird, a whole weird situation. Um, I've always felt that in the NBA, it's odd that the players are so close to the crowd that you go one or two steps out of bounds. You can never go full force. 
Like if you're if you're a normal human being worried about hurting another human being because these guys are in are so big and in such good shape for the most part that they go into the crowd, you could just you you got to be careful of killing somebody. That's not overstating it, Frank. I mean, people when you get good seats to an NBA game, you see that they're kind of freaks of nature. When you see football players, some football players, like you think about somebody like Zach Thomas, who's a great middle linebacker. Zach Thomas is probably 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, you know, he's a muscular guy, but he probably looked like a guy that would be at a Gold's gym. Like just a, an athletic guy. But when you see a guy that's 6'11", that is yoked, yoked, that can run like that, that can jump like that, and you think about this person now directing that momentum towards a loose ball, towards a woman that's got her head turned talking to her husband. I'm really surprised and I'm happy this hasn't happened, but I'm surprised that somebody hasn't gotten really hurt. Yeah. I just, I just think it's weird. And they, you know, the NBA prides itself on the fans being so into the game and part of the game. I, I think you could be still in the game and part of the game, another 10, 15 feet back, but that's just me. But I think, it's that's also a ton of revenue you're costing them as well, Frank. Yeah, I mean, again, it all comes down to to money there. Um, but so now they're talking about what did they do and the situation. Well, let's let's well, tell backtrack. everybody what happened. So what had happened was uh, uh, Kyle Lauer go, goes into the front row. He's two spots over from a a, a partial owner of the team, the Golden State Warriors. Um, an investor, I guess, a billionaire. Um, and the billionaire reaches over and shoves the guy, shoves Kyle Lowry, and it's weird. Like, he's not really affected directly by him, but my guess is a couple of things. Now, now, um, Kyle Lowry, it, smartly, way smarter than this guy, uh, Mark Stevens, um, two first names, that can always be a difficult, especially when the second That's one's right. plural. Um Kyle Lowry composes himself and goes, what just happened? Why? And then, you know, gets upset about it, but doesn't retaliate, which is great. Um, and they, the, the better man of the two, in my opinion. The, what I think happened with this Mark Stevens is twofold. One, I think he's had some beers, which none of this makes Ooh. anything okay. Nothing makes anything okay. That makes I'm, sense, though. I'm just, I'm just trying to lay out what I believe are the potential facts here. We can have them researched. I don't think he's that Mark Stevens has talked anywhere at all, um, which I think is probably, it's one of two ways. It's either a great move or a huge mistake. I don't think it's in the middle. Only time will tell. Um, but I think he's probably had some drinks. He's like a tough guy in a bar and he's a super rich guy. And as I've told you before, nobody tells billionaires what to do. When you go into a, 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 I've done comedy for rooms of multi, multi, huge millionaires and billionaires. Nobody tells them, shh, nobody does it. So um, Kyle Lowry doing what he's supposed to do, going for the ball in the game, goes two seats over. This guy reaches over. He thinks he's better. He thinks he's a better person because he's a billionaire. Um, I'm not, I don't, uh, listen, you might think there's race in it. Maybe there is. I don't know. I'm not even getting into that because that's not even where I'm coming from on this, but I've been in the situation where, <laughs> I mean, I've thought this before, and this is a terrible thing. I've got my mind out of it when I was younger and I had a nice car. I was, somebody had a bad car and cut me off. I'm like, how are you cutting me off with that 75 station wagon? With the, <laughs> this, is a, this is a Honda Accord, man. 
brand new Honda Accord. I mean, I've had, I've been in that and somebody, I've heard multiple people talk about their studies with people who own better houses and better cars that believe they have more rights than people. And you don't, you're just, you're the same type of person. Like celebrities have that all the time, right? Like a celebrity, like, do you know who I am? kind of situation billionaires have that too and none of this makes it right i'm just saying where i'm coming where i'm coming from in this this guy thinks he's part of the game he's been drinking his inhibitions are down a little bit he thinks he's part of the game because he's an investor he is part of the team in a way he thinks he's doing he thinks he's like the players probably he wants to be a player can't be a player could never be a player because of the level of his athleticism, couldn't get there or determination. But I'm going to go, he's, you know, like you said, these guys have to be freaks of nature to get to that level. Uh, and people don't understand. You can't just have the talent. You have to have the work ethic to be at that level as well. Uh, it, it, it's, it is a full-on job uh, year-round. But he reaches over and does the thing. He's an idiot. Um, no excuses there. He made the big mistake. And now he's got to live with the repercussions. The repercussions are being fined $500,000 and being um, kicked out banned of... Banned for a year. Banned for a year. And um, one of the things I heard a player and former player talk about this, they're like, hey, this guy's worth billions of do a billion dollars. He should be fined more. And I'm going, what is the amount of money he makes have to do with this? I, I don't think that like whatever the fine is... We have to judge all people on being people. Again, I, there is this part of me that says, well, as a an investor in the team, as an own part of an ownership group, you you have to represent a little better than that, a lot better than that. You made a mistake, but his thinking in the moment was probably that, uh, you know, I'm part of the team. Well, no, you're not. Not really. Um, so th I think it's just way more complicated than people are making it seem. Um, and if, a, if Frank, a Frank, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Cause I really want, I really want to get your opinion on this ball rolls out of bounds. Kyle Lowry goes to get it. And the guy kind of kicks it away, kicks the ball away. And Kyle Lowry shoves him with the same amount of force that he shoved Kyle Lowry. What story, what are we talking about right now? How does that change the narrative of the story? If Kyle Lowry at six six, probably two hundred twenty five pounds, shoves that owner, not like shoves him over his chair, like literally. Just well, there were different. There were different angles that showed that some people said that the shove was more of a push and not really a, a, a shove. I, I get. I get where you're going on this. Um, yeah, the the player, I think, gets fined. Um, I think the player gets put under a lot of scrutiny unfairly because they're in the middle of the game. I think, uh, um, and also will bring up mouse at the palace memories as, as well. Yeah. Um, I listen is, a, is again, just like that investor, you're held to a higher standard in that position. If the person shoves Kyle Lowry first, and he shoves back with the same amount of force. I, I, I mean, it's a reaction. How, how do you, you're, it's a defense mechanism, right? But if the person just rolls the ball away from a mini shoves, that's a, do you agree? That's a little different. It's different. I mean, it, it, you can say that that would be even more provoked than what led to the, the push that actually happened. Um, well, I don't think the guy, know. I think the Mark Stevens guy has no right. 
He has zero right to a gun. I had to watch it several times because I couldn't even see what happened because it was so he had to go so out of his way to push him. Uh, yeah, it's you, one of those know. almost like football players do to each other. You know, like I was when I was at the Cardinals camp walking around, everybody pushes you. Everybody just shoves. It's it's the the the, the tough guy mentality, right? It's like, hey, man, you yeah. just get you just get when I was around Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long all the time, they hit they constantly push you. And that's what I think part of that was. I don't know for sure, but you add in the drinking and you add in the billionaire element. Yeah. And it's a person who thinks they're at a higher level than everybody else and forgets. And they forget that they're not. They're regular people and you can't buy your way out of public scrutiny. And I think that's it, Frank, because I know a lot of people will be like, well, you guys are really dancing around this issue. This issue is different because obviously you could go, you look at it, you can just look at the optics. Uh, white guy shoving a black guy, white guy that's partial, I hate to use the word, owner of the team uh, uh, with a player who's technically not his employee, but an employee of his business, however you want to do that. But I think what you said, Frank, I think it's deeper than that. I think that billionaires are their own race and class of people. I think that Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, and this gentleman, Mr. Stevens, would have a lot more in common than uh, myself, who's an African-American or, or uh, who's also an African-American, um, you know, you're honorary, Frank. Uh, <laughs> but like we're we're quote unquote regular people. And anybody listening to this podcast is probably a, a, a regular person, especially in their eyes. And like you said, there's a different class. And I think he looked at he looks at Kyle Lowry, whereas we look at Kyle Lowry like, wow, starting point guard for the Raptors. That's really cool. He seems like a cool guy. He's just like, this is just a thing that I use to make money. I'll, you know, uh, this is just, uh, it, it's, you know, not, I don't want to call it a piece of property, but something that I that I use to make more money. Uh, but he doesn't look at Kyle Lowry or it, he just looks at everything as the potential way. And to I, make I money. don't think and he, he looks treated at him like. Right. I don't think he okay. looks at Kyle Lowry different than he looks at anybody else. Uh, or this is just a, and this is a right a commodity. This is, this is just a guess to me. This is pure conjecture. Um, I, this is not something I, uh, you know, I I know. This is all just guesses and opinion. But I've just been around people. The more power you get, and the more money you get, and I've gotten to certain levels myself where I start to I don't think clearly and think that I'm not above the law. But nah, what's that? You know, what are they going to do to me? Like that's. That's kind right. of what it is. And people, and then you put a little bit of booze in somebody and all of a sudden they're like, what are you going to do? Right. And all of a sudden they're doing something that you really regret to me. If I'm that Mark Stevens guy, I go out and say, man, I made a huge mistake. I'm an idiot. I apologize as much as I can. I know you might not accept it. Mr. Lowry. Um, and I, I mean that 100% when I say it, Mr. Lowry, you're a human being. I'm a human being. We're not on a different level in terms of human kind. Um, I apologize. There's no excuse. I screwed up. And you know what? You're an incredible human being, a better human being, especially in that moment for not retaliating or doing anything and holding your composure in the moment of battle in a game. Kudos to you. Very good. I wish I, I, w I would work to get to the where you're at. Um, my guess is he's just going to be completely silent the way he has. And what I'm just waiting for, and I think we're one step away, is that people 
you know, because the NBA is saying, like with Major League Baseball, putting netting around the the field, do we do, in, um, protect all these fans and the people inside the court? Because on the court, you are your you're in your own little world there, right? And what we need to do yeah. is build a wall <laughs> around every NBA court so the players are safe from the fans trying to invade them. That's what we're going to do. We're going to make it safer for all the NBA players and we're going to make we're going to make America great again by bringing this NBA championship back. And that's why I believe that the Golden State Warriors will eventually come to the White House. They're not coming, are they? No. <laughs> I think that's it on that note, Mr. Trump. <laughs> well, I make things better. I really do. Um, yeah, so... Build the wall. Uh, yeah, build a wall around every NBA court, Al. That's what we need to do. There's no way but netting around every baseball field and make sure that the people are safe because we're trying to fix this stuff. Um, and you can take that on either side you want because that's uh, <laughs> there's some silliness there. Um, so that's... Uh, did you have anything else you want to add to that? Uh I think that's it. I, you know, we'll we'll save whatever we have for the next pod. No, I just but, meant in yeah. terms of the the Mark Stevens stuff because I I took over. I mean, and started. I don't. I, I no, I don't know if there's anything else that you can do about that because, you know, you, part of the NBA cachet is the people sitting down in the front row. Uh, it's Jay Z and Beyonce. It's it's Jack Nicholson. It's like it's it's publicity. They, it's not free because it costs a lot yes. of money. Yes. Yeah. There, it's Drake. It's it's very famous people. That you can see, because even when you see famous people at a baseball game, Seinfeld, Matt Damon, they're, you know, they kind of got a hat on and they're kind of being discreet. That the NBA people are dressed nicely. They're with a hot chick or a hot guy. Uh, they're famous, you know, and, and you can kind of, it's it's a, it's a vis visibility factor that you don't get in any other sport. Uh, you're not really sitting around the, the people, air quotes. You're sitting in a seat that's clearly very exclusive. They're face and, seats. They're and the only baseball foul lines and behind the plate have a little bit of it, but it's in the NBA. It's better because the players are constantly going by you, and it's it's almost advertisement for you, for your brand, for your style, for especially in this Instagram world. Um, speaking of that, let me throw that out there at Al Jackson IG at Frank Caliendo on Instagram and the various forms of social media. You can uh, email us at al at alanfrank.com or frank at alanfrank.com. Reddit, you can do r slash try to be serious That's and right. uh, talk to us there. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I think uh, there's quite a bit and I just I threw myself off because I threw social media stuff out there. So I forgot what you're saying. Well, I mean, I think that I think we've we've gotten to the bottom of this. <laughs> it's at the NBA. Uh, definitely, it's 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 a cool sport. It's a sport that is kind of trendy. You look at the fashions people wear. Uh, you look at the 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 level of fame that people are there because you can think about the like NBA players, uh, NBA fans. The rich ones could sit up in the luxury box, but they're down on the court, right. and that's like that in no other sport. And there's a reason for that. It's because there's only so many of those seats. There's only so many of those seats that surround LeBron James when he's playing. And if you can get one of those 50 or 100 seats, how many, I mean, it does mean that you have a certain status in the society and that's where they'll always be sought after. And that's why we need to get some front row seats, even if it's for like a, a G league game, Frank, come on, let's, 
I'll throw your weight around a little bit, buddy. Yeah, let's make it happen. All right, I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna work on my uh, chronology and try not to be a Tarantino film um, in terms of uh, doing the middle of the story first and then working my way inside out. It draws uh, the listener, Frank. I like it. Yeah, yeah, right. I uh, I got I got something. Let's let's say it was planned. So uh, until next time, uh, let's just let's not try to be serious. Let's just be goofy. I'm down with that. That's what I'm best at. I love it. Love you, buddy. And I love you too, man.